Welcome to Witches Being Witches. Spiritual besties chatting all things stars, skin, science, sex, and self-love. I'm Tara, Ayurvedic consultant, cosmic witch, and Vedic astrologer. And I'm Emily, qualified naturopath, holistic skin witch, and founder of natural skin and lifestyle brand, The Purist Collection. Witches Being Witches is for the woman who is ready to reclaim her power, dares to take up space, and expresses herself fully. A witch is a woman who embraces nature, its cycles, and knows that she is magic. Welcome, Welcome fellow witch. witch. We are so happy you are here. This episode is proudly brought to you by The Purist Collection, a luxury naturopath-formulated skin, body, and lifestyle brand, supporting you with herbal medicine, flower aroma, and crystal therapy, because what you put on your body is just as important as what you put in it. Available online at thepuristcollection.com. That's the with purist, P-U-R-I-S-T, collection.com. Okay, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to episode 31, Nurturing the Nervous System with M and I. Yeah, welcome. We are really excited to run you through the nervous system because you'll probably have noticed that it is something that kind of comes up in just about every episode that we we do. Um, And so we really want to talk about what the nervous system is, how it works, and most importantly, how we can help to regulate and support it so that we can really help to support you in your self-discovery, self-awareness, self-love, self-care journey, which is why hopefully you're listening to this episode and this podcast in the first place. (laughs) Yeah, and so a quick cosmic update. We have just had a full moon in the sign of Aquarius. This is from a sidereal perspective. Mm -hmm. So this Aquarius energy is really that progressive thinking, that new way of thinking, like thinking about the future. It is also the humanitarian sign. So Mm -hmm. it is very much about freedom and liberty and equality. Mm -hmm. And so with that energy still very much being in play here, um, it's really thinking about elevating our mind and bringing a focus not only on the rational, like the scientific way of thinking, but also bringing in that spiritual way of thinking. And so it's going to be good for you to focus with this energy on your own wants and desires, but how can you balance those needs and desires with that of the collective? Mm. Because it is really that humanitarian, how can we you know, help yeah. others? Yeah. So that's that energy that is at play at the moment. Now we're coming into Virgo season officially on the 16th of September. And then also coming up and we have the autumn spring equinox on the 22nd. Hooray. I'm so excited for this. I feel like such a relief when I know that spring and summer are on their way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It is a good feeling. Yeah. Very good. Um, speaking of good feelings and updates, I am heading off next week to America and Mexico. So exciting. Em. I'm so excited. It's my first overseas holiday in years and it's my longest holiday in like five years. And I'm just so excited for a break. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I just cannot wait to hear the stories. Yeah. And I feel any time any type of travel it really like it's an up leveling experience as well. Totally. Yeah. So yes. Absolutely. I'm gonna come back a changed woman. Yes. I, <laughs> In a good way. Yes, I can't <laughs> wait to hear about it. <laughs> Um, and for me, I am looking forward to doing our branding shoot. Yeah. Um, we have that coming up. Yeah. So that'll be really fun. Yeah. So. Totally. So many exciting things on the horizon. Yes. Well, should we get stuck into this episode, Em? Yeah. Let's talk about the nervous system. So the nervous system is responsible for our behaviours, our memories and our movements. And really, ultimately, it helps to control the conditions throughout the body that are essential to maintaining health and balance. And in science we talk about um, homeostasis which is this innate ability to self-regulate self-balance for stability in order to be able to survive ultimately so our nervous system is made up of several parts most obviously the brain 
first and foremost. Um, also made up of cranial nerves. So we've got 12 pairs of cranial nerves and they emerge from the very base of the brain. We've got our spinal cord, which is connecting to the brain. Um, our spinal nerves. So quick recap on a nerve. A nerve is a bundle of literally thousands of axons and they each run along a defined path and serve a particular part of the body. So our spinal nerves are really pivotal um, in looking after not only our nervous system, but all of the other parts too. We also have within our nervous system our ganglia. So these are uh, like little small masses of, of nervous tissue um, and they exist outside of the brain and the spinal cord, so they're kind of separate. Um, we've got our enteric plexus, so this is helping us to regulate our digestive system. So our nervous system and digestive system is very closely linked and I'll explain a little bit more about that in a sec. Um, and then finally we've got our sensory receptors. So these are parts of neurons or specialized cells that are there to monitor changes in our internal and external environments. And that is really what the function of our nervous system is. It is to sense changes in our internal and external environments, to integrate and analyze that information, um, to store some of those aspects, but then also make decisions for our body about how we're going to appropriately behave again in order to maintain health balance survival um, and then we want our nervous system to be responding to that stimuli by initiating action through our motor neurons so that's kind of <laughs> the nervous system and you can see why like you say em if it controls our memory our thought our movement mm. and our senses and our mm. digestion when there's discrepancies in that nervous system it is going to our whole body is going to be disorientated absolutely and t i'm sure you would be the same all of my clients who come in and see me constantly explaining to them that working on their nervous system is so important. And mm. I think so many people think of the nervous system and only think of stress. Yeah. And so my clients were like, well, I don't have any stress in my life. Like my stress is like a two out of 10. I'm fine. Mm. But it's so much more than that. Mm. It is um, this unconscious part of ourselves. So yes, there is definitely that um, psychological aspect that's going to play a role on the health of our, our nervous system but there's so many other parts to our nervous system too and it, it is really that innate survival ability and we want our nervous system to be on board so that the rest of our body obviously can function properly mm. <laughs> um we actually have a few nervous systems when we properly break it down so the first is our central nervous system and that's made up of our brain and our spinal cord it's known as our cns um, central nervous system. We've also got our enteric nervous system or ENS and this involves the neurons in our enteric plexus um, and it extends the entire length of our gastrointestinal tract. Now every time we talk about the nervous system the gut has to come into it we know that gut health is so helpful and so important. We know that the gut is our second brain. And we talked a lot about this in our Gut Health 101 episode all the way back to episode five. So if you would like a little recap, pause, go back and listen to that one or listen to that one after you finish with this one um, because they do really go hand in hand, don't they, T? Mm, yeah, definitely. Gut is, yeah, so, so important when we look at nervous system. Um, and then finally, we have our peripheral nervous system. So this is made up of our cranial and spinal nerves with our sensory and motor components, our ganglia and our sensory receptors. Now, the peripheral nervous system or PNS, this gets a little bit confusing. So apologies, bear with me for the next few seconds. Um, our PNS is further subdivided into voluntary or somatic and then automatic or involuntary nervous systems. Now that automatic nervous system, that ANS, you will probably have heard of before because it is further subdivided into two nervous systems that you almost definitely will have heard of, our sympathetic and our parasympathetic nervous systems. Now, quick recap if you need it. Our sympathetic nervous system is a network of nerves that are ready to help our body activate our fight, flight or freeze response. 
On the other hand, our parasympathetic nervous system is that network of nerves helping to activate our rest and digest response. So these are part of, as we said, that ANS, that automatic or involuntary nervous system. So again, this is our nervous system responding to feedback and prompting off certain responses, pathophysiological um, actions based on some kind of stimuli, whether it's in our internal or external environment, and it's automatic. So sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system is really important to remember. I also wanted to touch um, a little bit, I guess, on the conditions of the nervous system, because again, we think of stress first and foremost, and we definitely want to talk about that because it is a really big part of nervous system health. But other conditions of our nervous system um, where we see that there is a real real issue with that nervous system um, health are things like migraines, um, seizures, insomnia, Alzheimer's, dementia. These are all conditions relating to the nervous system and there are many more too, but I guess those are the, are the most um, commonly heard of ones for sure. And then, then we have stress ultimately. Mm. Yeah, I love that scientific breakdown, Em. <laughs> I wanted to just put in some Ayurvedic mm. references and, and how we see the nervous system, um, which is very, you know, everything that you've mentioned, mm. but that overwhelming, um, you know, under excess, excess stress mm. and the body really trying to, you know, cope with that mm. is really going to you know, prematurely age the body yes. as well. So it is really important that we are, you know, all kinds of stress, like you've mentioned, M, from the mental, emotional, mm -hmm. physical to spiritual is going to have that negative impact on our health. Mm. And it's up to us to, you know, really balance and maintain the nervous system because, yeah, like you've explained, it, it's so crucial. Mm. So in Ayurveda, the, the nervous system we see is governed by vata, which mm. is a dosha, which is made up of air and ether. And so when you look at the qualities of air and ether, it's light, it's dry, it's quick, and it's moving. So those are kind of the parallel to the functions of the nervous system. So mm. too much cold, too much movement, too much stress is really going to aggravate that vata and strain the nervous system. Mm. And the really interesting thing that Ayurveda has distinguished is vata is, or the seat of vata is actually in the large intestine. So just like you mentioned, Em, that mm. huge link between the nervous system and, yeah, our digestion. Mm. And so when we're under that stress, like I mentioned, all those mental, emotional, physical the microbiomes in the intestinal tract, they're going to feel and respond to that stress and mm. send those emergency alarm messages to the central nervous system. And mm. that is, you know, what you mentioned, Emma, about the, you know, the bio-directional gut-brain access there. Mm. And the, I guess the new science, because Ayurveda is such an ancient science mm. that already had identified this yeah. link. Absolutely. Um, the new science is confirming that there are those neurotransmissions that regulate how we, you know, are interacting with that and stabilizing our mm. mood. But 95% of the body serotonin is found inside the large intestine. Yeah. So that's what modern science now has yes. been able to link with. Yes, um, finally. And serotonin yeah. is such an important neurotransmitter when we look at the, the health of the nervous system. Yeah, so really focusing, and I know you're going to touch on it, Em, as well, about how important it is what we're eating, mm -hmm. when we're eating, mm -hmm. in this whole picture. Absolutely. Yeah. Shall we dive into stress? Yeah, let's yeah. do it. Okay, let's tackle stress. First of all, I guess I kind of want to remind people that when we talk about stress, it's actually, it's not so much a diagnosis. Stress exists in any anybody and any environment. It's a normal part of our sympathetic nervous system response. Stress becomes a problem when it's um, really severe or prolonged. But in 
any situation where there is a threat, uh, so a life or death situation, it's really important that stress is there because, as we said, that's part of that sympathetic nervous response. It kicks off a whole chain of actions based on, again, keeping us balanced and safe and able to survive that, that threat, whatever it might be. So in small doses, stress is really, 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 really valuable and we, we need it. <laughs> However, like I said, it becomes an issue in situations where there's really severe or prolonged stress and slash or when there's no adequate time for recovery in between experiencing those threats. Um, and because of the, the neurological and physiological changes that occur because of that nervous system response kicking off, um, lots and lots of issues can arise, again, when it's severe or prolonged or we've not got that adequate recovery time in between. So when we talk about threats, again, with any kind of life or death situation, so bumping into a tiger on the streets is probably going to kick off your nervous system response, you would hope. Mm. <laughs> However, we also have a lot of other um, issues and, and like you said, T, like mental, emotional, spiritual, also environmental, but also physical and what's happening inside our body. So things like um, inflammation, allergies, gut dysbiosis, um, food intolerances, food allergies, nutrient deficiencies. So not having enough zinc or iron, for example, um, obesity, any kind of hormonal imbalance. Um, poor sleep mm -hmm. on top of any kind of physical um, sorry psychological stress like trauma worry grief I mean most of us um, tend to have some level of, of worry somewhere in our lives on a semi-regular basis so all of these things which are really common and that I see a lot in in majority of my clients at least in some way shape or form all of those can cause that nervous system response to be maintained for um, a really long period of time which is when stress like we said becomes a bit of an issue now our main stress hormone is, is cortisol when cortisol is consistently high it leads to neurological imbalances um, endocrine disruption it's also going to inhibit our digestion our reproduction growth, our thyroid function, because it inhibits um, the hormone function for, associated with all of those aspects, um, suppresses our immune system, and it does that because it decreases our white blood cell counts. Um, insulin resistance is another big issue here as well. So when cortisol um, is elevated, our proteins and fats are metabolized in order to get us through that fight or flight response and help us survive that acute threat. But again, when that threat is not acute, this ends up um, leading to a, a hyperglycemic state and eventually that can become insulin resistance, which can be a, a major issue. Um, also blood pressure. So high blood pressure is a bit of an issue and that happens because that elevated, consistently high cortisol level impacts our other hormone aldosterone uh, which manages our sodium water balance in the body and therefore impacts our, our blood volume um, but also we see conditions arise like anxiety addiction etc so if um, and when stress becomes really chronic as in really really prolonged and slash or it exceeds our resources, our ability to deal with it, it can also actually end up leading to fatigue. So either our adrenals are no longer able to produce adequate levels of cortisol or we become resistant to that cortisol. So even though our adrenals might be producing an adequate or even high level of cortisol, our cells actually reach the point of no longer being able to um, respond. And this is when we see issues kick in like fatigue, depression, that inability to cope. Um, and then we can end up swimming, uh, swinging from hyperglycemic to hypoglycemic. So we constantly are craving sugar and carbs to get us through mm. the day. So I think all of us can relate on some level yeah. of somewhere where stress has become an issue for us. Yeah, and I know we're going to go into the remedies, but I keep on in my mind in Ayurveda, we say you need to be removing mm -hmm. 
instead of adding something in you need to be removing what is that cause but sometimes when you're in that state yeah it's it's so hard to know what to do (laughs) (laughs) it's really hard and especially if um what is causing you stress is something like an allergy or gut dysbiosis like you're probably going to need some support to do that and i think that's why holistic medicine why we are such big fans of holistic medicine because Mm. we want to get to that root cause and yes you want to eliminate that as an issue in order to look after your nervous system but you kind of it's almost that like vicious cycle where you need to be looking after your nervous system at the same time in order to look after those other parts and those other functions in the body as we know yeah um so yeah yeah, it's a big one, big one to cope with. But yes, fear not, we are going to talk you through some remedies <laughs> for stress, but also to look after our nervous system and, and nurture our nervous system as a whole. And this is why I'm seeing a lot of manifestation coaches and that um, mm-hmm. are now talking about the nervous system mm-hmm. and how that is kind of the gateway to yeah. really creating because yeah, it's affecting how we're vibrating as well. Absolutely. And like we so often speak about on this podcast, either ourselves or with guests, it's that need and that importance of feeling safe. Yes. On a mental, emotional level, but also on that physical level. So important. And that's where our nervous system plays into this. Yeah. Yeah, totally. All right. So we're going to go into some protocols to soothe this. Yeah. What on earth do we do to look after our our poor little nervous systems? (laughs) Um, I guess, first of all, from a nutritional perspective, really basically an anti-inflammatory diet that is rich in whole foods, but also antioxidant rich foods is really important. Um, So, for example, a couple in particular, I mean, when we talk about anti-inflammatory foods, there are certain foods that are going to produce or exacerbate inflammation in the body we want to eat less of those really uh to sum that up very quickly anything that is overly processed is a no-go um whereas anti-inflammatories are going to be working to counteract reduce inflammation in the body Um, and antioxidant rich foods are going to be helping to look after all of your cells helping them to bounce back better bigger, stronger, healthier, um, but also really important for looking after our liver um, as well, ultimately. So there are a couple in particular that I really want to touch on. And the first is your polyphenols. Now, these are any plant-based antioxidant, ultimately. Um, So leafy greens, extra virgin olive oil, berries, um, really uh, nuts and seeds, turmeric, ginger, amazing um, antioxidants. All of your polyphenols are helpful because they have such positive effects on your cognitive function. And when I talk about cognitive function, we really are talking about nervous system from that brain um, perspective, brain and and nerve perspective. Um, Blueberries in particular are really, really helpful. So much research associated with them really helping to reduce cognitive decline as well. Um, So Berries as a whole, great because of that polyphenol action, but particularly blueberries are are really, really helpful. Um, And then our omega-3 fatty acids. Now, essential fatty acids are essential because we don't make them ourselves. So it's really important that we get these um, in our diet, ideally. And omega-3, which consists of two particular essential fatty acids, our EPA and DHA combined, those two make omega-3. Really important because it reduces inflammation, helps to support that cognitive function, but also helps um, to support neural health generally, including um, for those of us who are pregnant or breastfeeding, really important as well for um, helping to support neural development in growing babies as well. Yes, and from a Ayurvedic perspective, when we're talking about the vata, which is the air and the ether, when we're giving a vata pacifying diet, which is what we would give for a nervous system, um, you know, disorientation, mm. would be 
um, those nourishing foods that you've mentioned, Em, but really wanting to uh, have them cooked um, mm. or steamed so it's less for your body to need to break down. So yeah. it would look like those um, yeah, nourishing soups, like steamed vegetables, mm-hmm. um, even you could do the roast veggies, but making sure that they've still got um, that ghee. Um, ghee is really grounding. It's it's known as like the the golden mm-hmm. <laughs> the golden medicine in Ayurveda, which is ghee. Um, and also, I know this is a bit of a controversial one, but in Ayurveda, especially for vata deficiency, we always use milk. Um, not cold milk, but warm milk. And that is really, really good for grounding the body um, and nourishing because when we think about that milk, it's, mm. it's yeah, very nourishing for the body. Um, and we typically put, um, you know, cumin in it to just have that speed up in the digestion as well, but always having that warm. Yeah, and as you said, it is controversial because typically dairy is quite pro-inflammatory. Yeah, yeah. So um, Ayurveda loves its yeah. milk, but it has to, it can't be it like be processed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think, again, with anything, quality quality is key, absolutely. Mm. And, um, yeah, particularly love that you mentioned curcumin, um, which is that particular component of turmeric that's really, really pivotal for um inflammation it really helps to reduce inflammation including in the brain it literally down regulates every inflammatory pathway throughout Mm -hmm. the human body Mm -hmm. um really important when you have curcumin or turmeric and this again links back to that golden milk um recipe really important that we have it with um a source of fat so yes whether that is milk of some kind even coconut milk um whether it's extra virgin olive oil or some chia seeds or some oily fish or something like that um really important that we have it with some kind of fat but also ideally with some black pepper so a lot of um turmeric latte blends or golden milk recipes also contain black pepper and we need both that black pepper and that fat for us to be able to absorb and activate that curcumin in our body so it's actually you yeah and keep it in the body for longer because otherwise turmeric will just go you know straight straight out (laughs) (laughs) absolutely (laughs) um i guess from a a nutritional perspective as well um obviously as a naturopath definitely working with diet um, but potentially also sometimes when there is that extreme deficiency and we want to get people better more quickly, supplementation can be helpful. So I wanted to touch more specifically on certain nutrients, but then also remind um, of the foods that that we can help to get those nutrients from. Um, the first one, I want to sp- send a massive shout out to zinc. Zinc is my favorite nutrient for literally everything, um, but so helpful for the nervous system because it really helps to balance out those neurotransmitters, including serotonin and dopamine. Um, but again, so helpful for reducing inflammation and is also a, a cofactor for a lot of um, neurotransmitters too, including GABA, which is another amazing one for our nervous system. And we can find zinc in oysters, in nuts, um, in Uh, like especially pine nuts and Brazil nuts and almonds and cashews even. Um, Poultry, sun-dried tomatoes, eggs, um, tahini, sesame and sunflower seeds, garlic, parsley, basil, all great sources of zinc, Um, particularly oysters actually. I kind of wish I was able to to eat them because from a zinc perspective they are so good. Magnesium as well. Magnesium is the most common deficiency. Um, And we lose more of it when we are stressed because it actually flushes adrenaline out through our urine. So when we're highly stressed and we've got a lot of adrenaline, magnesium is working overtime to help to flush it out and then we're losing a lot of it. So if we've not got enough magnesium, our adrenaline is then going to be higher. So it's like this kind of seesaw (laughs) um, constantly working. but magnesium is so helpful because it helps to calm our nervous system and it does that by lowering neuroexcitability. Um, also helps to reduce that stress response 
but also helps to reduce tension throughout the body as well. And the more tense we are, the more that nervous system is kind of kicking back into that fight or flight response. And again, that kind of vicious cycle. Um, magnesium also really important for energy production as well. So particularly if you're in that state of feeling really like your nervous system is so depleted that you're feeling that level of exhaustion and that inability to cope, um, magnesium is a great one there. And magnesium... Um, found in lots of different dietary sources things like meats poultry nuts again tahini sesame and sunflower seeds um, but interestingly from dark or raw chocolate and it's interesting again when we hit that state where we need more magnesium we're going to tend to want to crave sugar mm. And so the first thing that a lot of people will think of chocolate. is I really need chocolate. <laughs> and it's so interesting because actually like raw chocolate in its like completely natural whole food form is so rich in magnesium. Yeah. So yeah, when I say dark and, and raw chocolate, I'm talking literally like cacao. <laughs> yeah. Not uh, dairy milk, which is, yeah, very low on magnesium, pretty high on inflammatories instead. Um, Acetyl-L-carnitine is a really helpful uh, neuroprotective uh, nutrient. Tyrosine, incredible for helping to improve our concentration and memory um, and really important for supporting our dopamine production. Um, L-tryptophan, another one of my absolute favorites, really incredible for supporting serotonin production um, and in turn amazing for supporting melatonin production as well. Um, and this one is really great, particularly for depression and, and difficulty sleeping, which we know both um, correlate with that impaired nervous system health. Um, GABA, like I mentioned, really important. That another one of those beautiful feel-good um, neuro chemicals um, and can be found in lots of your herbal teas um, like passion flower and chamomile and, and lemon balm vitamin c so helpful and so supportive um, particularly of our adrenal function um, but it also helps to reduce adrenaline and cortisol production um, and you'll find vitamin c obviously famously in your your citrus fruits and your berries but also in foods like parsley and cauliflower and broccoli and chili and red capsicum as well um, your B vitamins um, are really helpful for supporting the health of your neurotransmitter production and found in organ and lean meats and yeast spreads, nutritional yeast, scallops, snapper, um, B vitamins, really important. And again, we tend to flush out more of them the more stressed we are and then we end up needing more of them. <laughs> um, and then finally, your vitamin D, vitamin D3 particularly, Um Again, another very, very, very common deficiency. Um, really important because it helps to reduce inflammation. And we find vitamin D3 in sunshine, um, but we also find vitamin D2 in the diet um, from foods like egg yolks, um, herring, sardines, calamari, all really good sources of vitamin D2. Um, but also sometimes um, vitamin D3 might need to be supplemented because some people do do find it hard to get vitamin d from um, the diet and from the sun alone so those are your, your really helpful nutrients for nervous system health yeah i love all those and just coming back to magnesium i really like mm. having dates um, yes yeah yeah they're, they're my go-to really yeah. grounding nourishing yep. for the body absolutely and like that you get that sweetness yes. as well as a nice it's kind little, of nice little benefit satisfying yeah. yeah you want to get the uh fresh dates um yes. rather than yeah the yes. dried yes and ideally not having too many no like one a day hard. yeah 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 don't, one don't go overboard <laughs> one a day yeah absolutely it's hard yeah um yeah. any more um foods or nutrients or anything from an Ayurvedic perspective? Yeah, just from an Ayurvedic perspective, I just wanted to mention that Ayurveda is um, really into its seasonal foods. Mm. So we have specific protocols that we do when we have a change of season because mm -hmm. I guess the new science is really recognizing this, that 
the microbiomes in the soil change from one season to the next. So mm. these microbiomes are attracted to certain plants, so which grow in each season. Mm. So where we can have like eating to the seasons yeah. is is really nourishing for the body. So keeping that in mind, it's going to be um, naturally balancing and supportive to the central nervous system. Mm. Eating those seasonal foods and. Yeah, starting to understand that as well because I think because there's so much available yeah. all the time, yeah. we you know we forget to think about that. It's a blessing and a curse, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, coming back to those those old ways, I guess, mm. and going to your local farmers markets mm. and seeing mm. what's actually in, in, season. in season. Yeah, and just when it comes to particularly winter because this can be more vata aggravating to the nervous system we want to be focusing on that more warming like i said but high protein high fat foods which Mm -hmm. is going to really be an antidote to that cold dryness that's Mm -hmm. going to really be that overstimulation to the um the nervous system but i just wanted to add em i am with ayurveda you know, even the best nerve tonic in Ayurveda is not going to work if your lifestyle is not improved. So we need to like avoid those stressful situations, obviously. And we can't always, you know, rest on our dietary intake. Yeah. But the one, and I, and I really want (laughs) to, I like preface this because I think it's been thrown around a lot, especially um, lately in Ayurveda, we would typically treat like the nervous system with ashwagandha. Mm -hmm. Now in saying that, it is really good for supporting the nervous system, keeping it calm. It's a, it's, you know, an adaptogenic herb. Mm -hmm. But the only thing with that and why I'm giving it a caveat is it really depends on what type of Um, constitution you have and your digestion because Mm. ashwagandha is incredibly hard for the body to break down Mm -hmm. so that is why i you know i wouldn't suggest everyone take it yeah Yeah. um so i'm just going to give that but it is really good at you know stabilizing our energy levels and it is yeah one that we use a lot in ayurveda and i am totally supporting that statement as a as a herbal medicine practitioner um so we use ashwagandha in uh western herbal medicine um but we we call it withania Mm -hmm. instead and yes any kind of herb and even nutrients and i I see lots of clients come in and they're taking acetyl l-carnitine because they saw it on iherb or something and Mm. amazing like amazing for taking the initiative and, and having that learning and understanding but a really really big reminder here please don't self-prescribe firstly Mm. and secondly it's so important that you get a good quality yes um and most um non-prescriptive supplements including herbal supplements are potentially not going to be the highest of quality so yeah please work with a qualified professional (laughs) yes please um but yeah i love love with as an adaptogen yeah yeah Um, it is incredible so many herbs um, like uh, chamomile and lemon balm, beautiful as an uh, like a nervine tonic, so mm-hmm. beautiful tonic for nervous system. Um, lavender and passion flower, really nice for that those moments of feeling that anxiety and that stress overwhelm. Um, and then licorice is another one of my favorites actually because it's an adrenal tonic, so helping yes. to balance out that cortisol production. Um, and particularly in those states where we hit that point of like uh, cortisol exhaustion almost or adrenal exhaustion. Um, and a way if you're wanting to work with some of these herbs that I guess you can start to work with them from like a, a fairly safe perspective is to work with herbal teas. Mm. Um, but again, please don't go overboard, everything in balance um, because, yeah, large amounts of certain herbs are, are not going to work for everyone and in some cases can actually be quite damaging for health. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I've really pulled back on. I, I'm a big fan of my herbs, but yes. I only think I need a pinch now. Whereas before, yeah. I would be taking, you know, like a teaspoon. But yes, it doesn't need to be. You know, the more is not the merrier. No, exactly. <laughs> as you were mentioning before, tea really important to keep in mind. As you said, not only that we're getting nutrients and herbs in here and there, but that we're actually looking after our lifestyle. And I think this is the most pivotal impactful 
thing that we can look at when we're looking at treating the nervous system. Having said that, it's so much more convenient and easy and appealing to take a magic supplement to fix it all. Mm. But unfortunately, there's no such thing as a magic pill, as I think we all reluctantly know and can agree. Um, So working on our lifestyle is so important, particularly things like our sleep, um, looking after our circadian rhythm. So I talk a lot about this with my clients and I know you and I talk about this really often as well, Mm. avoiding that blue light exposure in the evenings, um, particularly helping to yeah start to allow enough time in the evenings to wind down when it's that warm light time naturally um getting up in the morning and and seeing the sun ideally within 30 minutes of waking is one of my favorite ways to support the circadian rhythm Um, and circadian rhythm again is that natural wake and sleep cycle so based on cavemen days before we had clocks and devices etc being able to run our body on what the light was doing naturally, mm. um, which we've now completely lost. And it's amazing that, yeah, we can sit in this studio with no windows and <laughs> lots of light because we probably wouldn't have the podcast otherwise. But from a circadian rhythm perspective, probably not ideal. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. And just reiterating and like those, those hours before midnight as well, mm. if we can. Um, because when we are sleeping, we're really detoxing that nervous system mm. and, yeah, just like you say, regulating the circadian rhythm. I think yeah. sleep sleep is so underestimated. So important. And unfortunately, it's one of the first things to be impacted when our nervous system isn't so healthy. Yeah. So it's, again, that kind of vicious cycle of trying to get sleep supported. So, yeah, again, reaching out for help when you need it with your sleep because it is so, so important. Um, Another really, really um, important aspect is regular exercise and whatever that looks like, whether that's yoga or Pilates or walking or dancing or running or anything, um, so important that we are regularly exercising and moving our bodies. I think we know from every perspective of health that that's important. Yeah, and so from an Ayurvedic perspective, we say that this this movement, um, you know, obviously yoga because that's another limb of the Vedas which is connected to Ayurveda so yoga is obviously in there but the movement is all about getting the prana in our body which Mm. is really going to help the nervous system so the prana um, what in Chinese medicine is called the qi so it's like that life force in our body so having that movement What I will say about movement when it comes to the central nervous system, when it is a vata imbalance, Mm. we really don't want to do any sport that is exhausting and Mm. that is really intensive. Yeah. I know for myself, like I like that movement that is really intense and really Mm. fast and it is actually the worst thing I can do for myself. So Mm. I know that I really have to be conscious with the movement I do. So I'll go to my yoga or to my Pilates. So more of that regulated, um, calming movement, yeah, yeah, rather than unfortunately running, which I love. Mm. Um, But anything that's going to be overstimulated, especially if you're, um, you know, just really exhausted, like your body yeah. is exhausted. So slow exercises are really going to be if you're really struggling with your mm, nervous system. Mm. And just again with that yoga and why we recommend it is because you've got that deep nasal breathing in yes. conjunction, which is already going to help with, you know, your your whole nervous system, which is regulated yeah. with the breath. Um, so yeah that's what I will say about that (laughs) yeah I agree and from the perspective if we break down again that basic nervous system role it's responding to stimuli and helping to keep us balanced and and healthy so everything that we do we want to be healthy and balanced in what we're doing so yes not over exercising because that can become a threat to the body yeah if we are doing too much exercise which i do see in some of my clients it's constantly activating your ans that sympathetic nervous system we're constantly activating that by over exercising and so then we're constantly telling our body that we're not safe Mm. if we're constantly running it's a constant state of literally fight (laughs) or flight response so yeah 
pulling pulling back a little bit and we're not saying don't do any exercise and we're not saying that running or intense exercise doesn't work for everyone yes we're just really reminding you of the importance of balance within that yeah and the, yeah. And, and the thing with Ayurveda is when we are out of balance we will typically lean towards what is imbalancing us so we will typically <laughs> so that's when we have to go okay yeah. I know I want to do that. I know Check I want to yourself <laughs> before you wreck yourself. <laughs> yes. Literally. Um, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um also I think something that's really important for our nervous system that we quite often don't think of because yes we think about breathing and oh my goodness breathing so important for the nervous system mm. it's, especially when we think about that um that nervous system aspect where we are looking at the stress response and the way that our body is responding to stress um deep slow breaths and particularly focusing on that exhale so important Mm. um, and such a quick easy cheap way of of calming that nervous system response down Um, but what's also really helpful is um actually stimulating cognitively so reading and doing puzzles or card games um, learning a new skill of some kind and whatever that might be whether it's like cooking or dancing or building or something um, but also engaging socially and again within balance so not going crazy and overdoing it and saying yes to a million and one social events and burning yourself out in the process but having some kind of social engagement um so important for that cognitive stimulation and and looking after that brain function and nervous system function in turn yeah i love that em i just want to add a point about the nose breathe i mean the breathing what you said i just Mm. wanted to bring up um nose breathing and i think this has been getting a little bit more airtime now but Mm. the you know the shallow breath is what we tend to do but that is going to really um bring up that fight or flight in the nervous system it's going to activate it Mm. so when we breathe through the nose um that's going to be the calming Mm -hmm. restorative digestion boosting parasympathetic nervous system is going to be activated so learning how to exercise especially when we're doing um you know whatever it is yoga or you know a more strenuous exercise Mm. if we develop that um consciousness of breathing through the nose Mm. and that is going to like i said activate that parasympathetic nervous system response and then we're going to be able to handle higher amounts of stress from like a more you know composed space yeah yeah so just keeping that in mind yes if you're going to do that more strenuous exercise okay just focus on the nose breathing so your body is going to be remaining Mm. um calm yeah I love what you just said then as well about resilience and this is something I speak to a lot of my clients about not only do we want um to have all of these kind of lifestyle tools in our and our pocket for stress management But we also want to have these habits in our life so that we can build a resilience to stress as well. It's also very hard when we're in peak stress to suddenly change our entire lifestyle. (laughs) So having these um, habits and hobbies already there, the next time that we do encounter stress, we're more likely to be able to hang on to current habits and hobbies than we are to suddenly completely change or completely bring on new ones um and yeah we're going to be helping to build that resilience to stress which is so important definitely and the biggest one for me um and this is what i this is my go-to is um nature like getting out in nature like whether that's a walk or and especially in Ayurveda, like being in nature, we say increases our ojas. So mm. ojas is um, like our vitality. Mm. And so it helps with our immunity. And so, you know, when when we die, the body is said to have no ojas. So ojas are really like our vital force. Mm-hmm. And so nature is literally resetting us Mm. um so you know that going for a walk in in nature or yeah just feet on the the earth is is so nourishing or Mm. even putting your back on um the bark of a tree like leaning Mm. up a tree is so nourishing for the whole body yeah um i can't underestimate that's my number one go-to yeah and sunshine exposure and sunlight exposure yes. is so important too. So yeah, if you're out in nature, yeah, or even like gardening, I've been sun. doing that a lot lately. Yeah, and I just find it so calming. Yeah, 
and well first thing that comes to mind for me in, in nature is the ocean yes being in or yes, of course. around or near <laughs> yeah is so incredible for my nervous system i can feel it straight away yeah i think the other thing i really love is music oh yes um, for yeah. my nervous system I, I love music such a good way of regulating and like pets another nice way mm. um of looking after our nervous system and again like really helpful for that social engagement cognitive perspective as well um creativity Mm. expressing our creativity in whatever way that might look like um massage yes but i wanted to bring that in um mm. so in ayurveda um as part of our daily regiment is abhyanga which is daily massage mm. so you know there's that underestimation of how important it is for touch on yes. the the nervous system yes and so you know a massage but so a hug as well yeah um I think you need like I need ten hugs a day, like honestly. <laughs> yeah. Um and you know that oxytocin that yeah. is, you know, released. But yeah, supporting yourself with that daily oil massage. So in Ayurveda we actually do a the oil massage before we get into the shower. Mm-hmm. Um so it's normally like a oil blend and I've been lately doing my abhyanga with ashwagandha, which has mm-hmm. been so grounding and nourishing for me. Um, so yeah, not to underestimate, you know, we've got all these nerve endings on our skin. So yeah. whenever our, uh, you know, our skin is being touched, um, it's really grounding yeah. and that's why we do it. The grounding touch and physical touch on our body. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's incredible nourishing technique to calm and soothe the nervous system. Yeah. I love that. And like going for a massage and getting a hug mm. from someone else is so beautiful, but remembering that we can give those things to ourselves too like yeah obviously slightly different yes but yeah um self-massage and even giving yourself a hug can be yeah. a really lovely way oh, still like of that. getting yeah getting some some benefit <laughs> definitely um and then i just wanted to mention it because it is you know we we already know this, but meditation. Mm-hmm. So that is going to help strengthen and support our nervous system. So research is coming out now that meditation actually increases the length of the telemeters, so which are linked to our optimal health and longevity. So mm-hmm. I can't say enough about meditation. What I will say is when our vata is aggravated to so the air and the ether, it can cause us, especially when we're in that nervous state or that anxiety state it can really take over our mind so there is different types of meditation Mm. so you know at that point if if you're feeling really ungrounded I would say a meditation a walking meditation is going to be better so where you're grounded so again it really depends on how safe and grounded you are in your body and the thing that I always come back to if my nervous system is feeling unregulated the first thing I do is I I do grounding practices so Mm. I'll like I said get out into nature Mm. and um, focus on that rather than sitting there and going into a meditative state which may exacerbate totally the monkey mind yes absolutely (laughs) yeah I think that's a really big thing and when we are under stress telling someone to go and sit and and meditate for 45 minutes is pretty unrealistic yes but yeah even sitting there and just taking a few deep breaths and telling yourself that you're safe yeah putting your hand on your heart and just yeah feeling safe definitely Yeah. yeah absolutely amazing so that's a nervous system yeah that was a big one that was a big one (laughs) thank you for hanging in there with us and um as always we hope you really enjoyed this episode if you did please leave a rating or review it really helps us to reach a, a wider audience of witches just like you and we'll see you next time fellow witch thanks for listening to witches being witches remember happiness is the new rich Inner peace is the new success, health is the new wealth, and kindness is the new cool. We'll see you next episode.